0: This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. Cameron Poitras, uh, Jim Toth on the shelf once again. Uh, Hopefully we'll have him back uh, very shortly, but let lets me uh, be joined by another special guest. We had Skylar Pistol-Peters uh, with us yesterday, and today the one, the only, Kelly Moore joining the program. Kelly, how are you? It's just the
1: revolving door <laughs> to, you know, have the experience of greatness <laughs> Wow! You know, here for those of us who work at CJOB.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? You said that, Kelly. I would never... I would never say that about myself, but I really no. appreciate that.
1: Yeah, no, it's no. It, it, I I love coming <laughs> in and doing it because yeah. uh, you know it, it's a totally different forum and uh, yep. uh, from what we do on the on the Jets pregame show. And uh, yeah, Jets back at it skating again this morning mm-hmm. after taking a day off. Uh, I tell you, you know. It, December first, Cam. I know you predicted Winnipeg would be 14, six and one after twenty. <laughs> well, that
0: yeah, actually, I had that. I made big money. Uh, by the way, this is my last day here, uh, Kelly, because I put a lot of money on that, uh, and I'm I'm going to be out of here because I made about six million bucks. Yeah, so I put <laughs> I put go. the I put the You're house gone. on the line. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So just some just quick notes from from practice so far. Some stuff's uh, still trickling in. Uh, no Adam Lowry at the at the at Jets practice, and, and we know he's been battling a, a flu yeah, bug. He's been yeah. he's been feeling with some. So uh that's not a surprise, nothing to to, to be uh, seriously concerned about there. Uh, and as well Logan Stanley back out there once again in a regular jersey. He was in the in the morning skate the other day as well. And this all leads to tomorrow. Pre game show at five o'clock, puck drop at seven, uh, between the Columbus Blue Jackets here in town against the uh the Winnipeg Jets. Now now Columbus right now, a team that's struggling. Yeah thirtieth uh is I was expecting them to be a little bit better this year to find some improvement. You bring Johnny Gaudreau in there, I mean, how much is that really going to change things? I thought they would have a much better power play, but you know, Patrick Linea, who was practicing today, I think he's only played eight games or so this year. Like, he's been banged up. He's been battling all kinds of injuries. Yeah,
1: and losing Zach Wierenski, uh, basically for the remainder of the season too. Yeah. That that I mean, that would be the equivalent of the Jets losing Josh Morrissey. Yeah, you know, Zach Wierenski is the heart and soul of their defense. So uh, they they've had in. Just, they've been ravaged by injuries. Uh, But if they had stayed healthy, it would have been interesting to see what this hockey club could do. Having said that, Cam, Mm -hmm. we've seen how players uh, have come up from the Manitoba Moose and played for the Winnipeg Jets. During this fourteen yeah. six and one run, so uh, as much as uh, you know, the Columbus Blue Jackets are missing some key people. I think it would be great, you know, for uh, Patrick Lyonnais to be able to be in the lineup. He hasn't mm-hmm. played in Winnipeg since the trade. Yeah, uh, so it would be uh, certainly interesting there. Oh, I know. I shouldn't say that he played last year. Yeah, he played yeah. last. Yeah, year. Yeah. he did. Yeah, I, I was thinking COVID in that, but no, I remember. How could I forget the big news conference and everything? <laughs> uh, yeah. But. Uh, it would be great for him to be here because we kind of touch off, uh, touch off a, a little bit of a semi-old home week uh, mm-hmm. with Paul Maurice with uh, the Florida Panthers. Yeah, next Tuesday. that's
0: something I want to talk about later on in the show uh, because that that's a big topic right now. I mean, the Florida Panthers are struggling. I think they've gone one three and three over their last yeah, seven they games. Have. They've they've yeah. lost some tough ones. They've they've fallen behind in a few. They've had allowed some teams to come back. Um, uh, and and so I we'll, we'll talk about Florida and, and that whole situation. I mean, Andrew Burnett, he's off with as an as an assistant coach uh, with the Devils, they're doing good. That's a whole. That's a whole yeah. other. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah. But just to kind of on the back of what you were talking about about Zach, uh, Zach Rowenski out Adam uh, uh, Bogvist he's out he's yeah. on LTIR I mean I mean uh, Jakub Voracek's been out Elvis Merzlikens Jake Bean and, and Nick Blankenberg, you know Justin Danforth, some guys that you know depth people not not a, not all stars there and Patrick Linea currently on injury reserve as well but uh, they've been banged up but and this is also something Kelly that I've been. I've been uh, talking about lately. And this was something heading into the season I thought was a weakness for the Winnipeg Jets. It was going to be their forward depth. I thought it was going to be something that was going to be a concern. I was looking at, it, well, a couple of injuries in the Winnipeg Jets are going to struggle. But you have to give props to a lot of these guys for stepping in. Jansen Harkin, since he went down to the Moose to start the year... He had just the right attitude when he came in, and since he's, he's returned to the Winnipeg Jets, it's like he's got another spring in his step there, Kelly.
1: Yeah, it, it is for sure. You know, uh, getting those nine points in the six games, and a lot of the times, you yeah. know, Paul Edmonds mentioned this on the air the other day mm-hmm. uh, and in a conversation with Jansen and Rick Bonus, and and sometimes, you know, on the outside, we look at it as a demotion, and, and in effect it is. Yeah. A player is going from the big club, to the farm team, Mm -hmm. but there are many circumstances and situations where we have seen where a player goes down to the American hockey league, gets his game back in order. And Rick Bona said this on coach's corner just the other night. Yeah. Jansen agreed. You know, at the end of training camp, he'd not had a good camp or preseason. So he understood the decision. Others had outplayed him. Mm-hmm. and uh, But, you know, he went down there and handled it exactly like you would want a player to handle it. Mm-hmm. Uh, played extremely well. And since coming back, has played differently. If he had played like he is now during training camp and the preseason camp, he mm-hmm. would not have been sent down. No. You know, and, and when you talk about the forward depth, you know, there... It, it, in addition to you know David Gustafson coming yeah. up for the Manitoba Moose and now playing on a full time basis, but they've also added Saku Manilainen, Who saw that coming?
0: Axel that, that Jansson will be of off yeah.
1: waivers. Yeah, you know, and then of course uh, you know Sam Gagne as a free agent, which received little or no fanfare, and and when it wasn't receiving little or no fanfare, negative fanfare yeah. when that signing was announced on September the first. So you now, in addition. Uh, you know, to the people they already have. When you talk about the forward depth cam, uh, you know, they've done a really nice job of adding not, not, Impactful pieces, but essential pieces as far yeah. as filling out the roster was concerned, because not everybody can score fifty goals. No,
0: absolutely, and you know this was kind of something that that was a big discussion last year, and there was an issue with the fourth line, and and it, like I mean, there's been nights with the Winnipeg Jets where the fourth line has come out and been their best line uh, that night. Get out there, you know, they're not going out there for energy, but all they're supposed to do is get there, provide some energy, get some momentum going, some uh, offensive zone time, and then pass it off to the other guys and to go put the puck in the net. But a big a big part. part Part of it to me, Kelly, is if you're not going to be going out there and scoring, just like you're right, not everyone's going to be putting 50 points out there. You've got to be making sure you're taking care of your side of the ice and not allowing goals to go against you. Right. That, that's a huge part of this.
1: Yeah, I, I honestly can't remember too many situations this year, Cam, where the fourth line has all yeah. of a sudden got trapped in their own zone to the point where you know teams are rolling over. Yeah, you know They go, say, from their third line yes. to their top line to take advantage. You're absolutely right. They've been able to do a nice job uh, pushing the play down into the offensive zone. Now, they may be- beat the puck square on occasion, but, uh, you know, they're, they're like you say, they're keeping it out of the mm-hmm. danger area. And they're the ones that are turning it over to one of those top two lines. Absolutely. Uh, they've done that more then they have had it go the other way. So uh, to me, that's a success. And it, it's kind of interesting. We talked about this after the Chicago game the other night. Jim Toth was working on the broadcast with me. And every, we're only a quarter of the way through the season, Cam. And everybody who has played on that fourth line at one point or another all has at least a point mm-hmm. so far this season. Wow, that's
0: great. That's, that's, and that's a big part about why the Jets are where they are. Yeah. Great November for the jets nine and three yeah. fantastic november i mean as we turn the page and it's it's always interesting because you kind of think well what what difference does a, a a calendar change i mean it goes from one month to the next that shouldn't affect other teams but i've i've seen it happen kelly and you know this that it's gone from one month to the next and you've seen teams completely switch i don't know if it's a psychological thing i don't know if it's a if there's something else in it or you know eventually things catch up to a team uh but you know, the Winnipeg Jets, they got, I, I don't know, like they're playing NHL teams here. But you when you ser- when you looked at the beginning of the season and you saw teams that you said, OK, the Winnipeg Jets are going to have to get points at least from these games, preferably pick up two points. Yeah. You saw Montreal, you saw Chicago so far this season twice. You saw Anaheim and you saw Arizona. Teams that yeah. people didn- weren't expecting to be any good. While what of the Jets record in those games. Perfect. Well, yeah. well, as much points as they could possibly 5-0. F- yeah, 5-0, yeah. absolutely. And so yeah. Columbus in town tomorrow, Anaheim back in town on Sunday. Right. Um, th- there, there was sort of a narrative coming out. And maybe people want to invent this narrative for themselves, but... That the Jets play up or down to their opponent. That hasn't been the case this year. They've taken every single game, no matter who the opponent is, very, very seriously. Yeah,
1: they've honored themselves by honoring their opponents. Yes. You know, so I think that's been a real key to their success. And, you know, Cam, when you talk about the 9-3 and 3 November, yeah. uh, there's a couple things really quickly here. You know, A, going 5-3 and 1 in October. Yeah, Uh, and and you and Jim talked about this till the cows came home all summer long about how difficult uh, the Jets' first ten games were, Uh, and you know would they be able to just be five hundred, or would they you know maybe be able to be close to NHL five hundred? So I think what they accomplished in October helped set the stage for what they've done in November because Rick Bonus has talked about this a lot. Uh, He sees the team as being much better. In the last ten games, in terms of mm-hmm. avoiding old habits, than they were in the first ten mm-hmm. you know so I think those uh, those things that uh, should be paid attention to as well, and the one other point I want to make last year, the first fifteen games were fantastic their their fifteen game point total this year was exactly what it was. Uh, a year ago, it was just done a little bit differently at four, and 1 as opposed mm-hmm. to 9, 3, and 3. But it was games 16 through 22 where this team started to unravel a yeah. year ago. And they've done a much better job of keeping
0: the needle moving forward uh, now into December. So what, October was about, Kelly, it was about getting this team confident and working together as a team. And now things are starting to get together. I mean, I think we, Kevin Dillon said that. He said, there's no more excuses anymore. You have to know what the system is. You got to know where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And then Rick Bonus echoed that. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of following this trajectory where October was about figuring out what we're supposed to do, get rid of those bad habits. November's about building towards that and continue to shed those bad habits as we move into December and January. Schedule just, yeah. it keeps rolling here. And the Jets are going to be up into Christmas, they're going to be in one. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it,
1: Right up until the end of yeah. January, Cam, yeah. to the All-Star break, this team uh, is uh, has an incredibly busy schedule. But, the, you know, and the one thing, there are going to be more injuries, most likely. Yes. Uh, so uh, I think the other important thing here, too, is if you, you're, no, you're not going to be able to maintain the skill part of your game if you're losing, you know, top six forwards or top four defensemen. But that doesn't mean the defensive part of your game has to suffer. And and I think that's where the the Jets are being able to continue to succeed. They're they're they've lost some parts of their game, but that doesn't mean that they have to lose all parts of their game.
0: Is that why there's been some hesitancy here? Like in terms, I mean, there was so much talk in preseason. Oh, the Jets there. There's a there's there's guys on defense. They have there's too many there's too many bodies there. You know there's a there's a move there that they have to make and stuff like that. And I started thinking, Kelly, it was like. It's going to be a tough schedule. There's going to be more injuries coming here. Let, let, and, and so far, the depth is held up. Let's see what the guys in the locker room can do and the guys on the Manitoba Moose, now they can fit into these spots.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, that's for sure. But having said that, yeah. if, if there is a deal that comes across uh, that, uh, you know, the, and... and uh, trust me, there are going to be a rink full of scouts at the game on Friday night, I understand. Okay, so okay. You know, there are a lot of conversations that are going on for sure. So if you can get ahead of the pack on those, uh, if you're Kevin Shoveled Up, if it's a deal that makes sense, the locker room will accept it. Uh, but when you're going well, uh, you know, you have to make sure uh, that, that that deal is... Is, is understood by the guys within the locker room as well, mm. uh, that this is a great thing for everybody. You, whenever a, tr- a trade is made, and I'm not saying the Jets are on the verge of making a trade. I yep. have no idea. I just know that a lot of scouts are coming to the game on Friday night. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I still think, though, that you can never, ever get comfortable in the National Hockey League. Never. Uh, so as good as things are going right now for the Winnipeg Jets... If there's an opportunity to further strengthen yourself and it's it's an opportunity that makes sense, you, then you have
0: to go for it. Yeah, and shovel Day off, when the team's been doing good, closing in on the trade deadline, he's always made a move. He's always made a big move to help the team out. So let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, yeah, the Florida Panthers, um, they've been struggling lately. Of course, uh, former head coach for the Winnipeg Jets, Paul Maurice, uh, now their head coach. We'll talk about that. Uh, the, you know. Were those moves that they made in the offseason as accepted by the team as maybe, you know, you always head into training camp and you go, oh you yeah, know, things are OK. There's always going to be moves. But were they actually was the apple cart upset, Kelly Moore? I'll ask you that right after this. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to the show. Kyle Walters uh, was holding his, uh, I guess, season ending press conference earlier this morning. Uh, he was wearing his uh, Canada soccer shirt. Um, so maybe there was no coincidence when it ended uh, around the time that the Canadian soccer game, of course, losing 2-1 to Morocco, uh, not picking up a win or, or a point. Uh, but um, uh, a path to something greater. That's how I'm going to phrase uh, Canada's uh, World Cup um, uh, expose, I guess you could call it in, in Qatar. You know, uh, the youngest team, Kelly, at the tournament was Canada. You know, I I don't think that anybody who was watching or anything was uh, was surprised by that at all. But um, uh, just to text the show two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. This text message coming in: Do the Jets need a designated scrapper? I don't like seeing guys like Dylan and Lowry dropping the gloves. They're skilled guys. What do you think? Well, I mean, in terms of like Dylan, I I I, I don't I don't I, I I heard him recently referred to as a light heavyweight. He's a guy that he's a real tough guy, but I think his purpose out there. And when he does go out there and fight, it's more about taking away uh, some of the attention from some of the other players.
1: Yeah. That part of that is uh, the case for sure. But the designated, the role of the designated scrapper has yeah. diminished greatly in the national hockey league. Like, uh, you know, look around uh, the NHL and you just don't see that anymore. You, you, Everybody on your team has to be able to play. Yeah, uh, you know, but there are guys like Brendan Dillon, like Adam Lowry, who will stand up. For their teammates, you know, you don't want Pierre luc Dubois dropping the mitts, but uh, if needed, he'll certainly mm-hmm. uh, look after himself. Uh, but uh, I've always been a big believer that uh, if 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 team toughness per se is confined to one or two individuals, well, you're you're not really team
0: tough, It's you know, yeah, and, it, it, it's it's, the, it's it's uh, well, what's the what's the phrase I'm thinking of? It's like a ode to a bygone era. Like it's, a, it, I, it I love the hockey of that era, and people think. Um, there's more of a role for it now than there actually is. Yeah. I I mean, you
1: still have to have that person who will make an opponent pay – if they do something untoward, and, and uh, you know, especially uh, you know if someone's running Connor Hellebach or if somebody's planting Cole Perfetti or Josh Morrissey or yep. whoever into the boards, you know, you're going to have people that will answer that. But Rick Bonus has stated, and, and I, we have seen it yes. uh, in uh, certain circumstances this year, that you hit one of us, you hit all of us. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the mindset that a team has to have. And you know what? So what if you lose a fight? Mm-hmm. You, know, you showed up and you were there for your teammates. So I, I'm not, i not, I, 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 it's not even a case of not entirely being sure. I, I just, I, I'm not on side uh, with uh, the whoever it was that sent that text that that's a need that the Winnipeg Jets uh, uh, should fill.
0: Thanks for the text, 204-780-6868. Andrew Burnett. He's a assistant coach right now with the with the New Jersey Devils. Uh the Devils a a top team. I think the NHL just released their their super sixteen uh ratings here. Uh New Jersey number two to Boston. Boston number yeah. one. The Winnipeg Jets number five. Uh by the way, for anybody who uh pays a lot of attention to these uh rankings and stuff like that. Uh always nice to see the Jets near the top of the list here. Um but things in Florida aren't going so well. One three and three over the last seven games. Um, you know, I think Paul Maurice in a recent uh, uh, post game was talking about their big dog being out. I think Alexander Barkov, Sasha Barkov was out a little bit, um, but I mean every team deals with injuries uh, uh, here and there. And I mean, and, and Kelly, looking at this, and, and the Devils are are, are doing great. The flames really haven't found that success yet with with Jonathan Huberdo, and I think Daryl Sutter. That's a whole another different topic here. But you think that a team that wins the President's Trophy? I mean, I know that they got swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Obviously, the ownership and the general managers took that very, very seriously. And, and looking at something like that can't happen again. We need to be able to we need to be able to get over that hump. Um, was there was there too much eagerness to make a move there? Did they upset the apple card and what seemed to be a very tight locker room? Because you had guys uh, like Aaron Ekblad, like talk about how upset he was with yeah. that trade. Was there too much done there? Yeah, like, what's well, your there, opinion yeah, yeah.
1: That? There, you know, two things. You know, yeah. the change uh, behind the bench, uh, followed quickly by the massive change uh, in key personnel, and yeah. neither team. Uh, is playing the way that uh, either would have envisioned right Mm -hmm. now. I mean, you know, if you take a look at the Eastern standings, Florida would not make the playoffs if they were to start today, uh, and neither would the Calgary Flames. Mm -hmm. And who would have thought that uh, with uh, all all the chat in the summertime? So. Uh, there's never ever a guarantee when you bring in, and we saw this with the Winnipeg Jets last year. Yep. You know when they brought in Brendan Dillon and Nate Schmidt, we thought that was going to be the cure that uh, the uh, that would uh, that would certainly uh, make this team rise uh, to the top of the standings or near the top of the standings, and it just didn't work out that way. So who knows? Maybe next year, you know, after they've had a offseason season and that sort of thing, things come together. But uh, I I have to admit I was shocked when yeah. Andrew Brunette. Uh, was not re-signed by the Florida Panthers after the kind of year that they had. What a great job he did stepping in under the circumstances that he did. Mm-hmm. With Joel Quenville being forced to resign. Yeah, that was a tough spot. Oh, it was. and he did a marvelous job. I mean, here's a guy that's a finalist for Coach of the Year, yep. and he gets you know the, uh, the the nine of hearts, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and then it hasn't helped. At all, you just talked about New Jersey off to a 19 and four start. He's part of that yeah. uh, behind the bench. I mean, Lindy Ruff is the head coach, but Andrew Brunette, you can bet well, is. This is why they brought
0: him in to, bring, to 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 bring in sort of this sort of energy. Sure, yeah, I, I, like, and, and I think yeah.
1: when he was brought in too, Cam, a lot of people saw that as, wow, well, when New Jersey does the the old uh, El Foldo in November, <laughs> yeah. we have their you know, next head coach in waiting. Yeah, uh, but uh, clearly, it hasn't uh, needed to work out that way, and, and good to be. I've talked about Lindy. Before, what an incredible class act an excellent yep. coach he is. So, uh, really happy to see that they're doing well. But yeah, it's it is really and it would make it even worse in Florida if Calgary was up at the top of the Pacific Division, <laughs> Huberto was filling the net, and Mackenzie yeah. Weeger was having a Norris type uh, this season. You, know, but,
0: I, I, you you've been talking about the Devils for a while, at least at least the last couple of years. See, I know you've you, you've paid attention, you've been watching them, and you've seen them start to become. This team, and, and and certainly they they had the draft picks, and we know that draft picks doesn't mean all of a sudden that you know your team is going to be a, a a rock star, a stud. Yeah. But they they have good players, and and Nico and guys like that are are, are starting to come into well, the. Jack own. Hughes, Jack Hughes. I mean, in that <laughs> eight, you know, when he you know he got eight for eight. When I'm not sure he deserved it yet, and I think that's going to be a trend you're going to see, just like you saw with the Senators, uh, with 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 uh, Stutzla, where you, you teams are going to try to get these guys. They're going to try to buy low. And and you know gamble on these guys uh, becoming great players in in the National Hockey League. Uh, It's the the Devils. I think I'm I'm not sure this is a flash in the pan. I I think that this I don't. I don't. They've been building
1: towards this.
0: Exactly. I think they've been building towards. I don't think they're going to win at this rate for the rest of the year. I I certainly don't think that. But. I think seventeen of eighteen or or eighteen of nineteen over the last little bit here, but they're certainly um, they're they're going to start taking over the metro. The metro. That's that's the way that I'm seeing things here. I I just I think that they they have a really really uh, well built team. I kind of scoffed uh, when they brought Dougie Hamilton in. I was thinking, was this the right time for him to bring in? But again, I mean, it, things have really been working out for them.
1: Yeah, it has. And uh, you know, I, I remember last year the Jets played them. Uh, it was right around March 10th or 11th, and it was a heck of a hockey game. I think when Winnipeg wound up winning a 2-1 in a shootout or something like that. But yeah. I remember Dave Lowry, uh, the then interim head coach, talking about, boy, this New Jersey te- uh, team, they skate as well as anybody mm-hmm. in the National Hockey League. Uh, you know, the one area where... I thought they struggled a little bit. They, uh, you know, they had injuries between the pipes, uh, but they also didn't have uh, uh, what would be considered uh, NHL caliber goaltending. Well, they're getting that from Vitek Vanacek yeah. right now. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood's hurt again, so Nico mm-hmm. Dawes has had to uh, come back up. Uh, but uh, they're they're getting better goaltending. But boy, I'll tell you what, Cam, if you get a chance to watch one of their games. Holy smokers! Do
0: they play at a at a high pace? Yeah, I remember and oh, remember that game when the Jets went up ahead four, and then they gave up four, and then they went up again. I think it was eight four. They ended up winning that game.
1: That was the Montreal game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. was it? Oh, that was yeah. But draw. New Jersey was one of those
0: wild ones. It was too. like a three. It was it was an instance where it was like that where they was Jets got out to a big lead and stuff. Yeah, and I remember being yeah. at that game and yeah, uh, and New Jersey came back
1: and and made it close. I think actually New Jersey went in front. You're right. New Jersey Winnipeg yes. got a three nothing lead. New Jersey went up four three, and then the Jets. I think wound up winning at eight to four or something like you're right but it was the same kind of game against montreal yeah, it, yeah
0: but it was that was the kind of moment where i was watching the devils and i went okay these guys look like they're building towards something and, and they're going to be a pretty special team um getting a couple more text messages here 204 780 6868 Dom says the Uyghur trade was, was probably upsetting for the Panthers a very very good uh, uh, D-man and and uh, just to continue on with this uh, talk about a, a tough guy or uh, somebody saying that there needs to be a, a designated scrapper for the Winnipeg Jets uh, You this this texture says you guys are not looking at the big vision Stanley Cup Jets need a Simmons or Reeves to protect our Shifley or Perfetti not to mention undersized Pionk, Hainola even Morrissey, Schmidt, DeMello and big others uh, they don't play tough uh, one defense is tough um, I think it was referring to Dylan here come playoffs and when the Jets lose uh, the comments will be that they needed to get tougher Lowry can't be your only tough forward uh, there so
1: it's a matter of opinion but I would
0: yeah. uh, I, I would ask you uh,
1: the, the uh, reigning Stanley Cup champions uh, who you know, Curtis McDermott really wasn't in their lineup yeah. uh, when it got to the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, uh, you know, who in their lineup would you look at for that role? And, and I might be missing something. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just trying to have yeah. a conversation here. <laughs> yes. And I would say the same thing about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm-hmm. You know, and the New York Rangers. Now they did have, you know, they uh, just traded Reeves. Yeah, and they just traded him, which I, I was a little bit surprised about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of teams that made it to the final four. Uh, so you know, and 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 the Edmonton Oilers. You know, the guy that they had in that role, he's now uh, in Arizona, I believe, so yeah. uh, or Anaheim or somewhere. I can't remember where uh, uh, he wound up going, but uh, I. Uh, I, I don't
0: know if that's as, as big a role but you know what I guess we'll find out you know what yeah absolutely and yeah. you know what there's there's it's a team toughness thing that's what this team is approaching yeah. it's about yeah. it's I, about protecting yeah. everybody
1: and I think the Jets play quite frankly the other part I would disagree with is I think the Jets play tough because a uh, they're one of the least penalized teams in the league true so you know it takes toughness to be able to not react to getting uh, wallpapered along the boards. Uh, it also takes a, a you know, fair amount of discipline there. Uh, but I, you ask any team that the Jets have played, and the comments are usually the same. That is a tough team to play against because they're heavy along the wall. Yeah, and and they're it, not easy to play against this year.
0: If you're sticking up for each other... And yeah. everybody on the ice is ticking up for one another. You don't need some guy to go out there yeah. and be this sort of bruiser that, you know, is going to be skating four minutes a game and goes out there and chucks knuckles for a little yeah. bit.
1: Yeah. I, but you know what? If, if we're proven wrong, I'll be the first one to admit it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Okay. I, I'm not, not going to be, I will not be, I told you so, though. I will, I'll just say, you know what? <laughs> oh, this you got is, too much class for this, that, is, no, this is what we believed yeah. and, you know, great it worked out, but uh, no, but the whole idea is to have some healthy discourse, so good on you, I,
0: I don't see your screen, but good on you for texting into the program absolutely let's take a break we'll come back uh, Kyle Walters uh, speaking earlier today. We'll play a couple of clips from that uh, conference and, and give you the, the low down here. Dalton Schoen. Is there some NFL teams uh, looking at him? What's the latest on the o- O'Shea extension? What's going on with that? Uh, as well as all kinds of other stuff. You don't want to miss this. Don't go anywhere.
2: Chats at noon
0: on 680 CJOB.
2: Yeah, I try not to. There's reports on Darren Tens. I don't read that stuff, but any mm. important stuff, Darren will let me know when there's all sorts of reports that aren't true. So um, as I've said, once there is, if there is, when there is a official signed contract, like with a player, like we we tend not to use agreed to terms whenever we can, we like to have signed contract. Once we have a signed contract, we'll let everybody know.
0: The reports are out there. The rumors have been out there. The team not yet confirming uh, any of the news. Uh, about a, uh, a supposed uh, contract close to being signed, supposedly already signed with with, with head coach Michael Shea of the Winnipeg Jets to uh, remain Winnipeg here, Blue Win- Bombers. Win- Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yeah, yeah, thanks, don't. <laughs> <Kelly>. yeah <laughs> we'll no, you'll be getting lots of texts. <laughs> thanks for catching that one. Uh, so, yeah, just basically yeah. A, a holding pattern here. I'm not saying that the reports are not incorrect. I'm not saying the rumors aren't incorrect, but not everything is in place yet to to start saying that this is a this is a done deal. This yeah, it's official,
1: but it's not official. Yeah. But I'll tell you when it became official, Cam. Okay, well At least in my opinion, anyway. Okay. When Zach Kolaris signed a three-year deal with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, I'm sure uh, that there had to be some assurance along the way that Mike O'Shea would be remaining as his head coach. Absolutely. That had
0: to have been a part of it. Uh, here's another Here's another question in, uh, that 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 Kyle Walters was asked. Uh, so these you... are questions I b- might as well not ask that at 2 o'clock then. Okay. Well, do you want me? I, I can no. stop. Please okay. <laughs> do it. This was at I thought this was interesting because this was something yeah. I've heard about. This It's about sure, um, and actually, Bob Irving was on the morning show recently and he talked about this about the Winnipeg Jets and Winnipeg Blue Bombers. <laughs> I know it's a jet show, um, yeah. uh, uh but it was one of the reasons why Andrew Harris was not re signed and why Brady Oliveira and Johnny Augustine were the guys that were taking over. On um, the bombers, not getting too old too quickly,
2: yeah, yeah we're getting there, and, and that's something you certainly need to, to, to look at and address. And you know, you, you just it's the fine line of, well, we, we've got a really good group, we were. 15-3 you know, and three this year, go to a third Grey Cup, we're close to winning three in a row and, and yet you do have to consciously decide you know, here or there, what veteran do you potentially move on from, move them you know, replace them with a the younger guy but I still believe we're in that mode of winning championships with our core group but, but it is a fair point John that yes it is something that needs to be monitored and addressed and just make sure that it all doesn't, you know, you kind of gradually work some younger guys in without kind of gutting five, six, seven guys each year. You try to do it gradually, I guess, would be the the way we're the way I'm looking at things.
0: You now, the one thing I really agree with this is still a championship caliber team. It was a championship caliber team last year. And if things go right and things might not go according to plan next year. Uh, but I think if they bring up most of the roster from last year, of course, you're always going to make changes. They're going to be a championship caliber team next year, too.
1: I call it Kyle Walters having his inner Wally Buono. Oh, you know, Wally, Wally was the king of this. He, he, he was outstanding at, yeah. uh, at understanding, you know, when it was time to move on from a player. Yeah, And... Nothing against Darwin Adams or Andrew Harris, but they felt like they had the yeah. pieces that they'd be able to go on and and again with a salary cap, there's only so much room that you have to sign your marquee players mm-hmm. and and so that's where you have to determine who fits into where and you know so far. I'd uh, and I'm sure there there's maybe something I'm overlooking but I, I can't really remember a situation where you've said oh Kyle Walter's kind of misjudged that one yeah so far I think he's done a pretty good job of understanding you know who to keep and who's there to move up. To that role,
0: yeah, Greg Greg Peterson, who is the the color guy, longtime color guy uh, with the Calgary Stampeters on our sister station CHQR, and I got to work with him for a bit. And he, of course, he's a Hall of Fame uh, defensive back uh, with the Calgary Stampeders. And, and his head coach was Wally Buono, and I remember uh, talking to him about that one time. And he's like, "Well, you know, I decided to call it quits when all of a sudden, you know, he was Wally was really good at 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 when he felt a guy was getting a little too old, he'd bring a guy two years before, yeah. and he the guy would start getting more and more reps <laughs> in practice." You and, the and he said i could feel the heat i knew what was coming i understood it and he said i decided i was going to i was going to step back that year um Because that's that's and he did that every single time. It's like, oh, this guy's coming in and he's getting a little bit more reps. I I see what's
1: happening here. So you got one more clip there, don't you? Uh,
0: I I do I do. Uh, I think we can squeeze it in here. Uh, This one on uh, on Walters on of course. And this one's obvious. There's going to be some tough roster decisions ahead.
2: It's the reality of things, you know. The the salary cap went up a little bit, but the league minimum went up as well. So everybody that was making under seventy thousand dollars. And there's a lot, you know, they're between all the contract structures. So even some of the veteran guys who are making six figures, they like keeping their base at 65 so that you top it up with housing, you top it up with all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So you go through the exercise and you're looking at, you know, your top 50 players, uh, you know, half of them, at least half of them, have a bump in their salaries, which that eats up damn near the whole raising salary cap. So, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, it's, it's tough again. And the idea of, You know, on a veteran team where we've had success, and people want raises and expect raises, and uh, the idea of being able to keep all the team back together in a salary cap era for for us is. will be impossible
0: we'll hear more from general manager kyle walters of the winnipeg blue bombers when he joins (laughs) kelly at two o'clock you're not going to want to miss that kelly's going to remain in the seat uh jim toth uh we'll see how he's how he's feeling tomorrow i'm not going to say he'll be back we'll have to wait and see anyways the columbus blue jackets they're going to be here tomorrow, 5 o'clock, pregame show. he will have the Columbus 7.
1: flu. He'll have the Columbus flu.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's battling something. He's battling something. All right. Anyways, that's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. See you.
2: Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.